Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. You've got six weeks left in your fantasy footy season, and whether it be you're going for your best rankings ever, a a league premiership or just trying to save face here at the Coaches Fund, we're going to help you with your fantasy football side of Dream Team, Supercoach, AFL Fantasy, your drafts, single season keeper leagues. We chat about it all here at the Coaches Panel, helping me chat through the big issues of the week and some discussion points as we do want to chat some keeper leagues on this episode. I've got the Fox in. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. It's, it's that time again. Yes, it's the, it's the Justin Westhoff podcast and I look forward to seeing if you have any v- visions uh, coming up later on in this episode. I've also got Rids on the line. Hello, buddy. Hey, mate. Lucky last time for the year for me. Yeah, you're uh, you're being uh, put out to pasture uh, through injuries um, for the rest of the year after this one. So nice to have you on uh, for the last time, we think, uh, of 2019. But that being said, um, before we get to... Uh, we, gosh, we're going to have to talk about Stephen Cornelio with, um, depending on the format you play, anywhere around the 20% marker. Uh, across all formats, some more, some a little bit less, but that's a chunk of people that copped a donut on the weekend. I feel horrible for the coaches that captained him. That's just unlucky. It might not have been the greatest call, but it's still unlucky no matter what. I want to talk about that. Some of our Patreons have got some questions in. Uh, and if you want to join the Patreon army and support the Coaches Panel, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel before we get to any of that stuff. News out Tuesday morning that St Kilda coach, now former St Kilda coach, Alan Richardson, has uh, called it quits at his time at the club. Whether you believe that's he chose to quit or he was pushed, but given the opportunity to quit, that's totally up to you to speculate. But with now just six weeks left in the year, we now have three AFL teams that are on the hunt for a brand new league coach. And as we've seen with both North Melbourne and with Carlton over the past couple of weeks and months, there has been a change in players used in certain positions, a change in game style. And so from a fantasy footy perspective, that's an interesting thing for us to ponder as we get into the last six weeks. So Rids, right out of the gate, with Alan Richardson moving on, what are some potential impacts that we might see? Uh, It's all speculative, obviously, but what might we see change for St Kilda and the fantasy impact as a flow-on effect of that? Right, so the first one might be Seb Ross. Yep. Talk to me in terms of being used more as an in-and-out mid rather than that kind of behind-the-play sort of player. Well, I think they're going to probably be freed up a little bit. We've seen Carlton become freed up a little bit, North Melbourne. So I reckon St Kilda will become freed up. They'll be released from their, I suppose, if you want to call it a game plan or a game style or whatever the lack of whatever they play at the moment is. But, like, they'll be freed up. So guys like Seb Ross might be just given a licence to go hunt the ball mm. and find some enjoyment in football again. Well, and you're right. Like, he's certainly had a frustrating year for fantasy footy owners. That's as much about the role he's played, about the structures he's been needed to play in. Well, what about, mate, some guys that haven't quite delivered as well as Seb Ross for us from a fantasy impact this year? Could we see it change some of the players that have been delivering well for us this year, like a Billings and a Marshall? Um, it could it have an negative impact on their scores for the rest of the year? Or have they just been so good for so long, 
anyone that takes that coaching role throughout the rest of the year would be crazy to move them. Well, why would you move them? That's the things. Like, I mean, you potentially could probably see someone like a Savage or someone like that being dropped, you know, to give opportunities to younger kids. Yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, Ratson's just got a license to coach for six weeks, doesn't he? If it's Ratson, that is. Like, so he's just going to let the kids play. He's going to try and work out who's right and who's wrong. Guys like Young and Parker should be given every opportunity at senior level. Like, i tell you one thing, though. If you're um, looking at someone like a Hunter Clark or a Nick Caulfield, this might be your opportunity in a keeper league to go hunt and grab them. Well, someone like, I know, Fox, you've talked about Nick Caulfield a few times over the years on the Coaches Panel podcast. Uh, as a you know, under-18s player, he showed he's got plenty of skills and wheels his debut year. He looked like he's got potential, but just really hasn't got it much in the past year or so as Caulfield. Yeah, they've sort of been, like Red said, overcoached. They've had no freedom. Uh, haven't had, uh, Caulfield really hasn't had any mm. opportunity. Um, like he in his juniors, he's a mid. He, he was more of a mid mm. def- defender type of player. So mm-hmm. he needs to get out there and run. Yeah, you know, and could we see that also impact? Well, I got you there, Fox. Someone like a Blake Acres, who we've seen probably the start of last year. There was, I think, it was a five or six week pre- period prior to injury, where he was opening up eighties and nineties and hundreds and showed some real forward. You know, as yep. a forward, some real fantasy potential. This year, he's really regressed back. Granted, he didn't really have much of a preseason. Is he someone that could get an opportunity here as well? Or or is he a bit of a fantasy nomad now that we don't touch? He's a could be. And he has showed that in uh, periods previous that he can score very well. Yes, I'm not even doubting and, he has. Um, yeah, well, who knows? It's... We don't know. It's a, a bit speculative. Yeah, it's a hypothetical, it's, isn't it? It's very speculative. Um, but it... It could quite happen. Um, how's the Saints' injury list? Oh, they, look. They have got 14 on the list. It's They've been special. Like, do you want me to read? <laughs> Maybe not in all of them, but give us give us the top you could line almost ones write that people a would mannequin. care about. You could almost put a mannequin on the out there and you could touch every part of it and there would be an injury in those yeah. 14 players. That, oh, look, that, no that question they've had some massive injury concerns and they're not all related, they're all different. So, mm. but But I wouldn't have thought the reason why... Richo's lost his job is because of a really bad injury history this year. Like, Dylan no. Robertson's terrible. Um, Jake Carlisle was out for large chunks of the year. Dan Hanabry, they quote, were rebuilding his body. Um, you know, just to name a couple of top liners yeah. in terms of names for the club. Uh, but I wouldn't have thought I don't think they've been. I don't think the job. players have played in their correct positions. The, the ones that have sure. actually got them onto the list, the positions that these guys have played... Uh, to come onto that list, they haven't been given that opportunity in this team under Richo. So no. give them a bit of freedom. You know, guys like Gresham, or yeah. the ones that you mentioned earlier, Gresham, Billings, Clark, Caulfield. Yeah, and, and you're right, Rids, and, and it's going to be really fascinating to see what game, what they stand for over these next six weeks because that will have some fantasy impact. Do you think it, it'll it be a bad omen to be uh, taking them on over the past few weeks? Because we've seen at least two other clubs... You know, because Saints have some talent on their list too. I don't think it's a... Well, there is some list management questions you could probably argue through there in, in part, Rids. Uh, it's probably more so about the game plan. And we've seen sides that adjust their game plan with the senior coach moving on, at least in this year, have had some relative success. Yeah, but I'd be surprised. Like, I mean, St Kilda's got a lot of talent on they that do. list. Like, 
So I'd be very, very surprised if they don't go out and start hunting and tackling and trying to move the ball quicker. And they've got the, I don't know, they've got that team balance that really, really is suited to quick movement of the football and stuff. So I I just don't know if there's going to be any impact like negative or Positive. positive for any of the players on a fantasy perspective. But and I don't want to come out and bash them either because they haven't been terrible. Like there's only been two or three games they've really, you know, let themselves down. But so I mean, yeah, I just don't know what happens. Like so whoever the coach is, whether it's Rathen or whoever, Radio, should have freedom to allow them just to play and see who can play. So I'd be hesitant bringing a guy in, to be honest, outside of AFL Fantasy. Yep. Because I reckon that any injury, any soreness... Wrap them up. Eventually, they can get a rest and they can play someone to see whether they should be on the list or not. But, I mean, a pure outsider's point of view, Jonathan Marsh should be playing oh, football yes. ahead of Nathan Brown, Every yeah? Every day of the week, yes. Bring him in. So they found the guy in Wilkie, okay? So... They found a few guys like Rowan Marshall's really developed yeah. well this year. Jack Stills taken the step up. Mm-hmm. Gresham has gone more into the midfield. I could argue that he hasn't gone enough into the midfield. Yeah, like Billings has taken another step as a pure mid this mm-hmm. year. Like I mean, Savage has been average to okay across half back. Sure, but it's really those guys, isn't it? Acres, Nunes. Like I mean. Who knows, Dunstan? Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do? You know, with um, whether it's a change of coach or change of game plan, it's just hard to tell. No, it's it certainly is the case. Totally agree with you on that, John O'Marsh call. So, so, so there you go. There are a couple of plays and, and a couple of thoughts from some of the members of the panel about the the possible impact. And again, it's trying to you know predict the future, which is always a dangerous thing to do in fantasy footy. But look, we'll always give you our thoughts and um, look. If you're going to go head down the Saint Territory, good luck to you. As Rids said, it could be an interesting path to head for the final six games of 2019. Over the weekend, like I said right at the top of this episode, probably one of the most frustrating things that can happen to a coach. There's several. We did a, we, maybe we could do a podcast about that at some point in time, but probably one of the most frustrating things is having a player get injured, and that's just bad luck, pure and simple bad luck. But when they get injured on a big fat zero... Oh, that just... That stings. That's all I can say when stuff like that happens. There's so much luck that is involved in fantasy football. But, yeah, that's probably the worst bit of luck. But what that does mean for owners, and again, depending on the format, around about 20% across the formats, give or take a little bit, all have to move him on and go and find... So that's what we're going to do. We're going to help you in Dream Team, in Supercoach, and in AFL Fantasy. How can you possibly replace Stephen Cornelio? He is out for the remainder of the home and away season. So for drafters, it's a single season, just throw him back in the pool. <laughs> Unfortunately, that just stings. A 110 midfielder, you just got to throw him back in the pool. Oh, just you'll be looking through the names there like a... I don't know who could be sitting in the pool like a Harry Mackay you could be looking at, thinking that's exactly how I'm heading down that territory. Or a Zach Clark. Okay, I know I'm picking a midfielder on Rucks. But look, you get the point. So here's the deal. is Rids, I'm going to throw you the format of Dream Team. 
Fox, I'll, I'll let you take Supercoach. Um, and uh, I'll, look, I'll take AFL Fantasy. Here's what I want to do. I'm, I'm looking for a couple of categories to, to help people out. I think the first one out of the gate, um, and, and I'll start with you, Fox, in a minute, is just give me who's the best option that I could get. If, if money's not an obstacle, if I don't care about ownership percentage, it's just who you think could be the best person to go and target for these final six weeks. Then the second kind of category of options I want you to look for is is you're trying to give me something that's that's under budget. So I'm, I'm going to make some money out of this trade. It's not a trade I want to make, but it's a trade I need to make. So I'm going to try to make, whether it be 50, 100, 30, it, it, regardless, you're on a bit of a budget, so you need to scrimp and save. So that, and then the third one is do give me a unique option. Do give me a point of difference in my side because someone's going to be trading him for all of those different reasons to get the best available, to try to make some money elsewhere, to fix up something else, or because they want to get a point of difference. Um, let's start in Super Coach. Who have you got for me, Fox? I still haven't got over it, really. You're still hogs. gutted, are you? So this is yeah. a very real dilemma oh, for you. Yeah, it really hit me hard. Like he, I watched him run out of the banner... And I saw him come through the banner, and I thought he had half the banner on his knee. <laughs> you know, and then I had to it rewatch. I had to rewatch it to make sure what was on his knee wasn't the banner. You know, he, it was. It was why did, up why did he? He was taped up that much around that knee, and look, he was cleared of any medical. Uh, he, the scans came back, and he obviously got through all their fitness testing, rightly or wrongly. He looked ginger. Though. He did look and, ginger, and then I think he was on the ground for five minutes if, if, before if he. Now, went, yeah, well, I think it was. Yeah, it was a. It was a reasonable time. He he was not impacting the for a zero a fat, a fat zero compared to his usual points per minute. It was not what he'd normally done. Let's put it that way. On a very small sample size, he, he did not he did not give us in anything. five minutes. <laughs> he he gave you donuts. That is definitely for sure. But look, who's the guy? If, if money's not an obstacle, if um, ownership's not an obstacle in Supercoach, who's the best of the best we could be looking to bring? We're in? top of the tree. You've got to go to the top. Um. I'd go, Mc, I'd go a bulldog. You go a bulldog, yeah. Okay. They go a McRae or a Dunkley. Okay, use even, some even DPP through DPP there. That's all right. Might be very handy to yep. throw in a Dunkley. Can't go wrong with with Dunkley as we saw what, on the weekend. Two hundred two in Supercoach makes <laughs> hard to <laughs> argue with. Absolutely, but yeah, that, that's the high picking fruit. You know, if you sorry, the low picking fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's fine. You're telling people the best of the best, and that's what you think he is. That's fine. Um, I do, I do like Crips. I okay, do like the, the run home. Yeah, they've got a good run. Yes. He's got a very uh, good run home. Starts this week against the Gold Coast Suns, who he scored nicely in the past two yeah, against. Neil's a good option. Yes, um, Lockie, yes. <laughs> he's he's had a few tough games, but mm-hmm. um, I think his run home's reasonable. Yes. Um, you want to probably target teams that play Gold Coast, okay. maybe, in the in this decision. Well, that's true. Um. So they they'd be the top. They they'd be the top. That's the top, be the top of your top. tree. All right. In Supercoach, uh, if we were on a bit of a budget, trying to make a little bit of money for something else. Um. This guy's not Supercoach. Hasn't been Supercoach relevant. That's in, a great in, way to start a trade from Stephen <laughs> Cornelio, who's very relevant. So, but, but uh, I, think he's, really. I, th- I think he's good value. Uh, five okay. Supercoach hundreds in his last five. That's a good start. Huh? Um, he's he's de- plays a depleted GWS next week and then has Richmond, Gold Coast, Melbourne, all at the MCG, oh, Adelaide, Essendon. Yeah, it's not bad. That's a good, pretty that's good a, run. It's a decent run of And I'm six talking weeks. Adam Trelaw. Oh, very nice. Wouldn't really, he's not really been a Supercoach start, but uh, last three rounds average 120 Supercoach points. He's going okay at the moment, isn't he? Five sixty-one. He's so averaging one a week for the year, so it's not. A you're going to have to have a little bit in your pocket. 
you know, to jump to him, you're going to have to have 21k in your bank. You know, I just said the whole premise of getting to it was if you are on a budget, with the premise of everyone's got that. Te- you know, everyone's got no, that ten. Fox, not everybody does. <laughs> Hence the we need right. to make a bit of money out of right. it too. Is there any for, options? Fifteen percent out there that have got the money, maybe go to him. Okay, fine. Now, now we'll go un- under that. That would and, be great. Um, do like we talked about him a little bit earlier, oh, yeah. Jack Steele. You like the Jack, okay? Mm. I think like low budget, uh, four four forty seven. Well, you hit so the brief. You've got what ninety three, not ninety three extra. That's there enough to, money to, to turn Robbie to Young pocket. into your boy Tom Lynch, <laughs> mate. Nearly. We'll talk about Tom Lynch later. Oh no. Um, but Jack Steele point nine percent. It's mm. not even one percent. Yeah, that's as unique um, as you get. And they've got a great. They've got the next three at Marvel. Dogs, Melbourne and Adelaide. Mm. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? And then Frio, Carlton, Sydney. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad run for Jack Steele. It's not a bad and we know he's a contested beast. He's going to throw a lot of tackles. May, well, maybe the, the, the shackles um, are released from him to ball win too. He might. Under Rat, Rat, Ratton's... I, I reckon Ratton will be a good coach um, right. when he gets the job. Okay. A- any other budget picks you want to do before you go giving me a unique option? Are there any There's, other budget No, buys? well, that's budget enough. Okay, especially nice. You wouldn't go Coniglio down to... Anyone less than Jack Steele, I don't think. Okay. Hey, Fox. Yep. Fox. Yep, just yep. for those people that get driven crazy, you don't pronounce the G in Canelio. Oh, what? It's a silent G. I normally call him the Italian rabbit. Yeah, How's mate? that? <laughs> yeah, we just have to explain them what that better is. Than what you said just a second ago. So, Canoglio. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't. You made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if you have Conoglio, you, you might need to see a doctor. That's all you well, need to know. What's his nickname? Cogs. Yeah, Cogs is fine. Oh, right, we'll you know, we know who he is that we're trading out. Okay. Uh, if, if we're looking for a, a guy that, you know, is through there. So you've given me your best. You've given me your budget. And is still your unique best buy as well? Or is there something else? Yeah, no, that's unique. Uh, Jack Steele. Okay. Um, that's it. Easy one. I'm throwing there, stuff around in here. There's one guy I probably wouldn't touch. Okay. Well, but, but he's got a good run. For fair warning, who's that then? <laughs> um, I wouldn't go near him. Zach Merritt. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, he's had a he's had a very gruesome um, few weeks where he's come up against West Coast, GWS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he got the double tag, Sydney tags, and North. And um, he's got a, quite a good run. Adelaide, Gold Coast again. Port, Dogs, Rio, and Pies. So that's None not... of them really tag. Well, Port did for a moment on the weekend. But... No, no, they're the ones he's got on the way home. Yeah, so no, that's it, not it's, bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... But you wouldn't go there? I would probably go Jack Steele. Just you know, 50k less. 50k less and about 20% less ownership. So uh, 9, 9%, 9.7, so can we round that off to 10? Yeah, 10's fine. Yeah, 10 for Zach Merritt. All right, there you go. There's a couple of options for you in Supercoach. Uh, if you're thinking of uh, needing, well, you are needing to move Stephen Keneally on. It's just whether you choose to do it this week or another week. Rids, let's look at the Dream Team format. Who's the best pick of the bunch there for us in that format to go after? Okay, so the easy, obvious one is Josh Dunkley. Yeah. So he's in form. He's playing pure mid. He's just absolutely reveling, and he's in top form. So, I mean, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? So we we spoke about him and said he's probably going to be the clear number one forward coming home. And their draw is crazy good. Oh, yeah. So if you don't have McRae, maybe jump at a McRae. If you don't have, like, Dunkley, good opportunity to get him. You're going to have to splash a bit of coin, though, to get him. Yep. Because he is top dollar at the moment. 
Is it worth? It's a side note question because I think I've got Dunkley too as an option, and I'm meant well going there. Is it worth spending that the big bucks for what he's doing now? Well, if if you need to eliminate his scoring from your matchups, yes. if you're focused on leagues, you need to do it. Like because I don't see him averaging under 120 on that run home with those teams. Yeah. So. So if you don't have him and your opposition does, especially entering finals, you're giving up almost a hundred, you know, a hundred to hundred and twenty every week for a forward who's playing as pure a mid as you can get. Yeah. So that's what I'm sort of looking at. Again, you did say the obvious. So. Yeah, no, exactly right, and that's why it's there. It's there. Money's not an option. Ownership's not an option. It's who's the best. You're saying dunks, and I agree. Who else could be there? Okay, the best options, I I think Tom Rockliffe must be considered. Okay. Okay, I'm not 100% sold, but, like, again, like, it's 151 week, 90 the next. There's still a lot of up and downs. We saw Wines hit a bit of form mm. on the weekend, so there's a little bit of here and there. Luke Park has had a few down weeks, so I wouldn't go anywhere near him at this stage. Yeah, um, Mitch Duncan's probably the other one that stands out. Yeah, all right. There's some of the best uh, of the best names through there. I've got. I'll make sure I use some different names too in AFL fantasy because uh, you, you kind of cherry picking a couple of names there. So I'll dodge away. Well, from them, I but... left you. I left you an obvious one. Well, and I deliberately will try to not touch it then as well. But that's fine. I'll get to them. No problem. Uh, who's some guys that if we're on a bit of a budget where we need to make money not Fox if you've got a little bit of budget and you want to spend it but you need to make some money out of the trade who are some guys we could be considering in Dream Team? Okay so I think Taylor Adams has to be considered now that Pendlebury's out Yep. so if he gets named this week at 600,000 I think you're mad not to really give him a bit of strength so he's definitely going to go and play midfield okay because there's no Pendlebury and there's no beans. So, yes. And Collingwood have not so much lacked it. It's more that they've, they need his defensive midfield pressure in there, you know, yes. around the contest. So I think he's an absolute one to consider as a cheaper option. Yeah, absolutely. Ollie Wines looked real good on the weekend. He, so, he didn't he? Um, well, from a fantasy perspective, he did. Um, so I think he's probably another one to consider if you're looking at a really low. But then, I mean, there's a couple of other guys, okay, that are real interesting to me if you're looking for real cheap options. Mm. One that jumps out at me massively is Jack Viney. Yeah. He has a ceiling about him and he can go on runs. So he's one to really... Like, I wouldn't mind him, like, go, you know, being an M9 type setup. So, if you could, say, drop Canelio to Taylor Adams and still be able to get a. who Who's around there? Uh, Dylan Clark. Yeah, Clark. To, or whatever. You Viney. know, to have Jack Viney as an M9. That's not a bad ploy, I reckon. Yeah, it's handy. It's very handy. Uh, so I'll, I won't name any more just to so you've got a few options uh, there as well. Well, and of course, I'll probably miss them and you can feel free to take them. That's fine. All right, well, who about if you need the guy with low ownership to make that point of difference in your side? Using ownership percentages, who's some options we could look through there for a DT? Uh, 
There is a massive, massive obvious guy here, okay? So this guy is only in 2% of dream teams. That helps. His last two weeks, he's got 124 and 154. Oh, I know. So that's Lockie Hunter. Yeah, it is. So when you're looking at low percentage okay, of ownership, you really want a guy with a massive ceiling. Yeah, you do. So Lockie Hunter isn't a guy that you want to own for the whole season because he's got 50s and 60s in him, okay? Mm. So, but the fact of the matter is, no Caleb Daniel seems to be playing that outside distributor type, you know, role again. Like, oh, it just screams at me. Like, he is as obvious or unique as you can get. Ah, uh, yeah. It's as good as you get with that. It's pretty well, rare to get a guy like that. I know that sounds weird, as obvious or unique as you can get, but he is one to really consider. And But, I mean, the other one is obviously Taylor Adams, who's probably got a 0% ownership at this stage. Now, if you want to look at a guy potentially who has come home strong before in past seasons, maybe a Matty Crouch who's only 15% ownership at the moment in Dream Team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be going Lucky Hunter. Yeah, I would be too. Um, and, and to be honest, that's exactly who I've got as my unique. He's, you mentioned that fact, Rids, that he's coming off that 124 and 154 in AFL Fantasy. He's got a similar sort of ownership, 2.2. What's good about is his fixture for the next two weeks, Saints and the Dockers. So, again, you know, in terms of opposition, that's relatively friendly right now. Um, so I think from a unique option, he's there. The others that I've got for AFL Fantasy as unique would be um, look, Tay Adams is at less than a percentage ownership, um, so he's one to talk through there. And then if you just really want to go crazy ownership, um, it, it's it's probably not my number one suggestion because Hunter is, but look, three scores over 130 in this bloke's past six games, $703,000. Jared Lyons is in a nice little run at the moment. I wouldn't go anywhere near it, just personally. Um, I, I like some other options, um, especially given Hunter's about 50000 cheaper. I would certainly be heading down that track. Um, and Adams is also cheaper. Um, than what Lockie is as well. It's uh, oh, sorry, Jared is about eighty thousand cheaper. But look, if you're looking for low ownership and big ceiling, definitely Lions is doing that. Um, if you want my budget pick, Rids mentioned his name in there too. But but look, if you're making about fifty k off this in AFL fantasy, um, the other reason I one of the reasons I like him is he doesn't have bad games, but he's probably not going to win your game either. And that's Matt Crouch. Um, he's only had one score all year sub ninety, but he's also only had one score. 121 or above. So in terms of, he's not that guy like Rids, you've been talking about the importance of ceiling um, towards the end of the year. Crouch isn't that guy that's going to give you ceiling, but what he is going to give you is, you know, every week you're going to get a 90 to 105 pretty much every week, and you can you can build around it, I suppose, whether or not that's what you want in your side at the end of the year. I know the Crows do have a good fixture, um, but Crouch, if you, you know, you need to replace a 110 midfielder with a guy that's as safe as houses, generally. Crouch is your guy. Some others that are dirt cheap in AFL fantasy could be Cripps. He's 645. Sidey's 664. Steele, who we've talked about a couple of times, is 644. One I feel dirty for saying, but he's had a couple of decent scores since the new coach has come in. He's Mark Murphy. He's under 600,000. I feel dirty for saying that. But 
it's if you're trying to do it on a budget, he's your guy. But look, the the three best options. I'm not sure if any of these rids are the ones you were thinking of, but Dunkley is that one. Thirty percent ownership, eight fifty six. The most expensive pay- person in AFL fantasy at the moment that's playing. But his lowest score in these past seven, lowest, is one. 18. That's his lowest score in seven weeks. Four of those scores have been over 120, let alone what he delivered last week for us. He's won. Um, Trelaw's been mentioned a few times since round five. He's only had one score dropping below 100. And after this one against GWS, which is a little bit of a tricky matchup, fair to say. Granted, their best two midfielders are out. After that, he faces the Tigers, the Suns, and the Ds. And in terms of midfielders to score up against, you probably couldn't ask for a better three combos uh, to come up against. And uh, Maybe then the other one is Andrew Gaff. He hasn't scored below 90 all year. He's got a grand final or final round matchup against the Hawks. We scored 119 on earlier in the year. Uh, he plays the Ds this week. And if you wonder uh, if that's a good matchup, go and check out what some of the Bulldogs midfielders delivered. McRae, Dunkley, you know, Bont's probably the exception. Hunter, he's going to go just fine. Uh, against those guys. So they're probably the three best off the top of the head for me. None of them are really unique. They're all 23% ownership or above. But gosh, they're going to be guys that score well for on the run home. Did I miss any of the obvious ones? Yes, you missed the biggest one. Good. It's almost like I did it on purpose. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I... You know what I'm like. I never look at rundowns or plans for these pods. I just talk willy-nilly. So, um... So I don't know whether we're going to talk about this guy or not in the next five minutes. But with Cornelio out, Josh Kelly out, there's an obvious GWS guy that gets, I don't know, more midfield minutes. Let's throw it that way. And we all know that this guy, when he plays midfield, is the biggest, what do you want to call it? DT slut, DT pig, whatever you want to call it, in the game in Toby Green. It, uh, that's people, a big one. And people might be saying, okay, oh, he's only a forward. Yeah, of course he's only a forward, but you just swing a danger field or someone into the mids, and then you pick up uh, Toby Green. In Dream Team, okay, it's 150 grand sitting in your bank for going Canelio to Green. Uh, it's a, he's around about 420 in Supercoach, is Toby Green. He's a little more expensive in AFL Fantasy at, at 581, but still, in all those formats, you're making money. You're making money. And, okay, this guy is likely to go as good as anyone in the comp, like if he plays pure mid. We saw it last week, 144. Like, I mean, I don't think he's been near 140 since. I don't know, Hanabry was actually a premium. So, <laughs> so, like, I mean, come on. Like, and have a look at their last few games on the run home. So if you're looking at preliminary and grand final matchups for your finals, okay, in leagues, we're talking he has Western Bulldogs followed by Gold Coast in his last two. Yeah, it's money. That's pretty friendly. Yep. You don't get bounced about There's a couple that are good, but that's right up there. You bring an interesting point, Rids, and it's something that comes out as the osmosis question of Stephen Cornelio's omission, is who's the beneficiary of it? We saw Green move into midfield completely that this week. He has been spending a few extra CBAs um, 
you know, over the past couple of weeks um, since coming back from injury. I guess my question to you, because I, I agree, I think he's probably one of, if not the most obvious bring-ins. Granted, there's still the injury history that you might want to factor in there, but I, I don't really care about that. Um, but Why try and preempt injury? Yeah, Great exactly. played every game this year. Exactly right. So We've why, done that for years, haven't we? Try- yeah, mate, well, everyone did it. Devin year. Smith last year. Everyone did it. Taylor Adams the year before. There's always a guy <sighs> that works his way through it. So we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but rather, was this just Leon Cameron going, okay, my number one midfielder with Kelly already out, so he's number one available. Um, he's gone, I need a ball winner. I'll just rejuggle. I'll move Lloyd and Hill and others around. I'll move Green in, but next week I won't do that. I'll keep him at that split rotation. Or is Cameron's hands tied where it's like, you know what, we need to win games to even be a chance at top four. I've got to get one of my best ball winners into the midfield, and that's Toby Green. Well, you've got to do what you do, don't you? Like, so, so at the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter just as long as Green plays midfield. So he's been talking about Green going into more midfield minutes for how long now? All he year he's been talking about it. So why not take that opportunity when it presents? There's another obvious guy that might benefit from this. And he didn't even play last week. He got dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole fantasy community has won sooked and carried on and whatever else. And I'm talking about Hately. So the fact of the matter is, though, I don't think he's any guarantee to come back in because their number one draft pick from last year could potentially be right to go. So Caldwell might come in. He's a chance to sneak in, and he's got some wheels about him as well, that kid. So, I mean... Who knows what's going to happen there? And then on top of that, okay, the other guy to really benefit has to be Tim Taranto, doesn't it? Yep. All the midfield role in the world now for that kid. And look, he's been in the mid all year, don't get it wrong, but he, he's now their their midfield leader. Um, he's their best midfielder in the side. And they, as you've quite nicely mentioned, Ritz, they've actually got a nice fixture. Yeah, they're not too bad. So... Um, the other thing they get a benefit from is getting rid of Spud Dawson and actually getting a, a Ruckman in. So God knows why they keep going back to Dawson Simpson. Like, I mean, surely it's time for a Matthew Flynn. He did his ACL someone... on the weekend, just so you know. Well, that sucks then. But, yeah. I mean, who else is there? There's got to be someone else that can play Ruck. So, Tom I mean, Linson. if Shane Mumford's injured, <laughs> surely someone else comes in. Uh, yeah, no, mate. That, that, there's not a whole heap of rucking that that's available down um, at GWS. Look, there's in terms of who's listed from a fantasy perspective to roll through there. There's not much. Um, yeah, they've got Grundy too. It, it's right. Briggs would be the kid. So maybe it's Lockie Keefe then. Yeah. Oh, so why can't he ruck? Well, you suppose he can. <clears throat> Tough assignment against Grundy. For things are tough assignment against Grundy. Yeah, but look, I mean, Dawson Simpson, are we serious? Yeah, like, I agree. I mean, Ivan Soldo smashed him last week, and Soldo's... Developing. Yeah. Developing. Well, he's a project player. He should be right in about 2025. So, <laughs> But anyway... Those midfielders will benefit when Mumford comes back. Look, they certainly will benefit from that. All right, there you go. That's some of our thoughts on if you're a Cornelio owner, who you should be considering depending on the needs, and then what could be some potential impacts of Cornelio's uh, departure from the side, uh, at least for the next six weeks, but depending on which media outlet you believe, that'll be his last game playing for the club. Hey, MJ, let's have a bit of a player bash, okay? 
I can tell you who not to select. How about that? Here we go. Give me two. Angus Brayshaw. Oh, oh my God, Melbourne. Oh. Bit on you, Goodwin. Oh. What the hell is going on with Goodwin? Don't like. When did know. Brayshaw become a forward pocket and a half back flank and a back Sh- pocket? Surely, mate. Maybe I choose to believe the best in things too much. Surely he's not a hundred percent fit. And, and right, clearly there's got to be something wrong with him. You don't be that good of a player one year to be someone that barely gets m- any minutes on the ground, let alone midfield minutes. Surely it's ago, an injury. He moved the best I've ever seen him move a month ago. And I thought, you beauty, he's going to come home. And then on the weekend, like he forgot how to play or something. Oh, like, yeah. And Goodwin forgot to use him anywhere. And you playing know the Jordan Lewis in the it. midfield. Like, what is going on? Like, oh, I hope he's in. I, I hope he's Kane, if you're listening to me, Kane, please message me because I know you love your meal, Melbourne Demon. But, oh, my God, you must be frustrated. Maybe right. he's had a fallout with Gorn and Gorn doesn't want him anywhere near him. Well, either that or he slept with Goodwin's daughter or wife or something. I don't know. But what's going on there? My, the, I, I hope he's just injured. Let's just put it that. He, let's just hope it's that. Hey, do you want another one? Yeah, give me another one. Not be yeah. I'm going to throw out an obvious one here. I wouldn't go anywhere near Trent Cotchen. Yes, why not? I love him, but he is no longer fantasy relevant in anything. If you own him in a keeper league, Sell. you won't even get a bite for it. So just don't go there. Sell. That's for sure. Hey, speaking of keeper leagues, you bring up an interesting point. It is uh, for ultimate footy uh, coaches. It is an interesting last couple of days, depending on uh, the league formats and settings you play with. Um, if you choose to apply a trade deadline in keeper leagues, for most coaches, it's probably coming up to this week. If not, um, uh, the weekend following after that is is the final weekend you can have a trade deadline. And, and so what I want to do is I, I want to look at Coaches that are out of contention, because if you're in contention, it's a little bit of a different story. You're starting to look for, you know, bolstering up your squad. You're starting to pick up some guys to give yourself a chance at a premiership. But if you're out of contention, who we're going to speak to, um, there's two things you're trying to do. One, you're trying to maximize the value of guys on your keeper list squad that won't help you next year, but could help you by moving them on, whether that be getting a talented young kid um, or, you know, some draft picks or whatever it is. So we want to, I want to get both of you guys to, in a moment, identify some players that someone that's out of finals contention should be looking to sell because this is the peak time to sell them or a second candidate, players to go and target. And it may be one in the other. You might be able to do both. But so guys that you need to look to move on because they hit their peak value spot. And then others that right now are at a basement price or as cheap as you're going to get or present a great time frame to go and buy, that's what we're looking for. So, Fox, for you, who are right. some guys, if, if you're out of contention in finals, that you should be targeting right now to bring into your side to benefit you for future seasons? Who have you got for me? All right, to bring in, I'd be targeting the young young guys. Yeah, well, that's uh, like, good. Um... <laughs> Tim Tim English, he'd be. Yep, he's your number one guy to go after. Yeah, Tim English, he'd be the. Okay. Top, he'd be the top guy. You love Tim English a little bit too much. Like Westhoff and Sheed would be jealous. Yeah, plenty to share around. Okay. Um, Charlie Constant. I'm just going for the yeah, the yeah. No, I like it. A couple of youth to yep. start with. Okay. Uh, 
guy like Charlie Constable. Yeah, a little bit out of favour, can't get in the side, but yeah. look, matter of time, yep. The young copper, he's good. But someone who's injured that for the rest of the year might be a good pick-up. In, okay. Um, uh, for example, a Jack Martin. Yes. He might be something that someone might have on their list that they need to drop him off oh, to get not. some points on. He's, the f- I don't know where he's going to get positioned next year. If He's not a. He's only four. a 24-year-old. I, mean, yeah, I don't think we've seen the best. He's not average much, is he? We haven't seen the best of him. No, he's averaging, what, 85? Yeah, but unless he's but a he's, forward, you don't want that. Yeah, well, what's he, what's he at the moment? Isn't forward? He, isn't he? I thought he was a He's DP. been playing a lot of mid. Isn't he DPP? Yeah, I think he'll be a centre only. Like the year before, he was... Uh, Defensive forward, yeah. yeah. So he moves around a bit. Yeah, so. He's done nothing in all those spots. Yeah, I but a new Jack. team, mate. Uh, okay, there's, there's new every, team. There's every chance. Yes, there's every right. chance. Yes. Bombers might, might throw... Throw something at right, me. Oh, they I'm, can't I'm throwing shade on your name. All right. Jack Martin's your boy, okay? He'd be a guy that, to buy, but um, yeah, just so guys around that sort of. Okay, so you've given us peripheral. some guys to look. Kids that are, haven't yet broken out. Yeah. And, are, and, and premiums, quote unquote, not going to use that name you suggested, but <laughs> no, injured no. premiums in other lines. Yeah, guys that are out for the rest of the guys that are out for the rest of the year that the teams that are in the finals okay. won't be able to use for finals. Sure. So just go through, target them and, um, and pick them up. Right. Can I throw a couple? Yes, well, before we move to the next category, give us some names that we should be uh, looking to target to bring into our fantasy sides for keeper leagues. I would be looking at guys in previous years who are a top 10 pick that haven't really performed anywhere near expectations. So I'm talking Andrew Brayshaw. Mm-hmm. From Freeho. I'm talking Luke Davies, Davies Uniaki. North Melbourne, yep. I'm talking Adam Chera. Freeho. And there is a very, very obvious guy in Callum Mills. Mm-hmm. These guys will be superstars at some point in time. If you buy them now, you're going to get them very cheap. Yep, totally agree. They're, uh, they're rippers. What about Rids, um, before we move to guys to trade out, what about someone like a, a Tom Mitchell? Would you be targeting him? I know the owners probably held him now you know, for 17 weeks of the year, but as you get to that finals time, is that the chance we could maybe look at you know, a 100 midfielder and a something else to get you over the line to, to snag him and try to give someone a flag? Is he someone you'd still be targeting in a keeper league? Not me. Okay. I'd hate to target him. Was that just out of curiosity? Well, he broke his leg in fifty-seven spots. <laughs> like, I mean, we don't know what he's going to do. No, we don't. And then on top of that, okay, if Canelio comes in, you've got a fit O'Meara, you've got a fit Gully, you've got Shields, you've got Warple. all these other guys, Warple, and whoever else is going through that midfield. Like, I mean, it's going to take another six to twelve months for this guy to actually be playing decent football again. Yeah, normally so, 12 months for a broken leg yeah, to get him back up to full speed. At least 12 months. So yeah, 12 I'd months of footy. At 18. Yeah. yeah, 12 months like, of footy, I mean, not 12 months since injury. Yeah, so, I mean, I just don't see how he's... He's still top value at the moment. You're better off letting him play next year, get sore a few times, and then try and pick him up cheaper. Yep. What about, I just wouldn't go near him. What about a... How do you say it again? Cornelio. Cornelio. What about him? You'd uh, target him? No, he's top dollar as well. Why would you sell Cornelio? No, buy. No, but I'm just saying, why would you sell him though? So the only time you would sell him, okay, is if you can get a superstar back in. Yeah, for another premium. So if you've got Cornelio as a finals contender, 
then you'd be yeah, you've that's got to, mean, yeah. you're giving up something big yeah. to get him. Yeah. And I just wouldn't do it. I just it's just no benefit. Like he's still his value on the market's too high. Like yeah. like a guy like you know who I'd be looking at, okay, if you're looking at someone who's got a season ending injury, is someone like a Dane Beams. Yeah. Who potentially can come back and really dominate. Like or maybe a Jack Steven. Now you're gonna get these guys at Much real cheaper. cheap value. Yeah, in so, terms of target, yeah. Yeah, and you're what you're going to drop twenty points at max, you know, from a Canilio, even a Hanabry. Okay, this may sound crazy, but even a Hanabry, okay, has got through that point in time where he should have a preseason. This one, mm. like, he's going to be cheap. Yep. Like, you could potentially be getting a hundred mid or a hundred and ten mid across the formats for. Very, very cheap. No, it's, it's very, very true. And these are some players to target. If you're out of finals, go and get them. We're not talking you're in finals contention. Go and trade these guys in or make the moves out. It's you're out of finals, you're in a keeper league, you're thinking about 2020 and beyond. These are some guys to be looking for. You, you yeah. mentioned his name before. Would an Angus Brayshaw be a, a buy low target for you now? Or are you just like, no, nah, mate, I've got no interest in that dude at all? Well, I couldn't. Like, I owned him this year in the salary. Oh my god, that's the worst decision ever to hold him. Like, oh, mate, you know me. what I'm going to do next year? Every time someone tells me to hold someone, I'm just going to trade him. Just for fun, just because you can. Ah, uh, well, I usually do it, and I don't know why I didn't this year. And I've traded everyone else in my team three times, so I might. Like, why did I hold the worst performer of the year? Like, yeah, I like as I said, this guy he's done something to Goodwin or a member of Goodwin's family because. I don't know how you can go from absolute superstar Top three to line. can't play football anymore. Like, it's just such a jeep. Look, exactly right. He was top three in the Brownlow, MJ. Top three. Like, how? What the hell? And, you know, the worst thing is he's top three in the Brownlow of a year that Melbourne made the prelim. Yep. Yet now Melbourne's the second worst team in the comp. And he can't get a game in the midfield? You're, you're joking, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Maybe, uh, maybe he's missing his brothers in Perth. Oh, I don't know what it is. Uh, no, uh, we, we'll, we'll move it off. It could be. It could be. We'll, look, if he gets a trade, then maybe things look a little bit different for young Gus. But um, the Eagles are sheet. Well, don't... You, how do you find a way to bring sheet into every episode, mate? Uh, all right, before we get to some of our Patreon questions, for Keeper League coaches, again, you're out of the finals race. Who are some guys you need to look to move them on? Because right now, their value's at top dollar. This is the time, again, whether it be to get some of the names that Rids and Fox you've mentioned just there, whether it be to get some strong draft picks or something else, who are some guys, Fox, that if you own them and you're out of the finals race, not what you should be getting for them, but you need to look to get rid of them? Right, one that's fairly obvious, I would have thought, would be Ricky Henderson. Oh, yeah, nice. Because uh, Tom Mitchell coming back next year. Well, yeah. You know, so well, he's going 102. He, he's never done anything like that before in his life. He's South Australian, isn't he? Uh, uh, former Adelaide Crow, yeah, yeah. yeah. That delisted free 30 agent. year old. I don't think he performs that well. You get good value, I think. You, well, Especially you, someone for finals, someone yeah. wanting him for their finals. Yeah. Um, well, now, who, uh, Angus Brayshaw, probably. He was on your list? Yeah, he could be there. All right. 
Uh, I got four guys. All right, we'll get to yours in a sec. Fox is Maybe still David Mundy. David, yeah, again, you, you're selling these guys that are over, not over the hill, but th- there's limited 30. time left in their footballing career. Thirty-three, and and their positioning, especially for Mundy, allows you to to sell them at a uh, higher value than what you would have got at any so point. I've gone Henderson thirty. Yep, Mundy thirty-three. What about Cade Simpson thirty? Yep. 35, I don't you know. know. No one's buying Cade <laughs> Simpson from you. Maybe if he's a sweetener in the end of the deal. But he's not going to be the centrepiece of a trade. 71. You can probably get, get off, off the, the waivers. Yeah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah will give you better numbers. <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah, he'd be good value. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, maybe a Gary Ablett. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah, he'd oh. be somewhere around he's there. forward, yep. Uh, what about... Travis Boak, that'd be a bit controversial. Ooh, I like he's that. the guy. That he's would be the guy at the top of my list. That'd he's be controversial, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't but it, it, you're oh. not in finals contention. He's a midfielder only. He's never had a fantasy season like this. I'd for, probably do it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. You'd want something ripper for him, but gosh, can you imagine selling that? 111 average. Uh, if you're playing finals, you'd want him. You'd get something ripper for that. Yep. Yeah. I think you'd be able to get Tom English from him. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Kate Simpson. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is ridiculous! All right, any other names before we throw it fo- uh, uh, from you, Fox? Probably, yeah, just the yeah, just the guys maybe that are going to lose DPP. Okay, and well. uh, the older guys. All right. Yeah, there's a couple of obvious. All right, we'll, we'll rip through them for us, Rids, before we get to the Patreon questions. Okay, Tim Kelly's one. Time to go. James Warple's another. And, and and again, before we move to Warple, is it just because, look, as a midfielder only, which Kelly will be next year, regardless of which team he plays at, he's that 95 sort of guy and you should be able to get them pretty regularly in your draft team anyway? Yeah, and you're going to maximise your trade value. So you, yeah. you're giving someone 100 forward for, you know, and you can get whatever you want from that. Yeah. Okay, so the other guy's obvious as well. Radio. So the other guy's Rowan Marshall. Yep. So at the end of the day, though, I'd be a little bit hesitant to sell him, mainly because he's potentially a hundred ruck going forward. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, a change of coach next year, a bigger preseason, potentially Goldie coming in. Well, whatever the whatever happens, like, and he's not going to be a forward. So, so. Now, I'm going to throw the biggest controversial one. We just said he was going to be the number one player going forward. Would you trade Josh Dunkley if you were out of finals? Oh, that's a He's going to be question. pure mid next year. No doubt. And Bevo is as, I don't know, he's, he's as predictable as my ex-wife. Like, so does Dunkley keep this same role or not? Well, the first six weeks, he didn't even crack a 90 in ultimate footy. And then in the last seven weeks, he hasn't gone under 118. Imagine him selling Yeah, him and out. we saw it last year too, didn't Yeah, we? same split, yeah. So, Fox? Yeah, imagine selling him out early in the year, if you did. Oh, you'd feel frustrated. Yeah, but, I mean, you wouldn't do that. You Sell should do that. Buy low. Why would you do that? Because people don't just think strategically in keeper leagues, they think emotionally. Does Libba return that, come back? Yeah, does that? Well, he was does, scoring does that, with he was doing the scoring when Libba was playing. Still, it's smaller yeah. sample size of games, but he was doing it. Still. Not as much. No, he wasn't going two hundred. Is Libba best twenty two at the moment? Ooh, he probably uh, best 
21 to 24. <laughs> Fox is hedging his bets. So, I mean, they've won their last two. They're in finals calculation. Why Dunkley's got 10 votes from the coaches what was the last couple of weeks or something. Yeah, he's been Why fine. would you change the mix of the midfield? I wouldn't. So Toby McLean's out, so that might impact something, okay? Does Libertore go forward, or is it a Mitch Wallace that comes in and plays forward? Oh, Lipinski might play a bit more forward again, you know. Well, again, yeah. like, so I mean, is I'll ask my question again, is Libertore best 22 currently? 21 to 25. Right, so for you, Fox, you're saying he's, he, he's, he's, he's first in, first out for you. He's getting less relevant. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, look, but it, he will, it, yeah. it's hard to unsettle McRae, Bont, and Dunkley as their big three at, at the feet of a Tim English. Mm, you'd be... Yeah. It's, you'd be tough saying that's your primary three midfielders. And unfortunately for Libba, he doesn't have any other skills outside of ball winner, defensive pressure. You know, those are his two key things, clearances and tackles. That's what he built his game on. And they've kind of got that covered with some yep. versatility elsewhere. So the other guy, Scott Lysett as well. Yeah, same thought, sort of theory with Marshall. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows what happens at Port? Yeah, no, I've I, got no idea. Do you know, have any idea? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm baffled by what Port do sometimes. That's okay. I, I've Does, got a name for you but before we um, sink the teeth into Port, which I'm always happy to do. Um... What Did Jack Zebel fit this category too? Uh, I don't know, does he? I don't know. He's you know he's averaging 90-odd across the formats, forward. No, he's yeah, but not he's, the oldest. He's but... not one of the top guys, is No, he's he? not. So... I'm just saying to move him on. Is he worth moving on? No, I don't think so because who knows what a new coach does. That's true. Like, and we've already seen Zebel playing multiple minutes forward again, like through games. So... He may still that, hold it. So Reece Shaw can play more younger kids through the midfield, like a Jai Simpkin, mm. like a Jed Anderson, like just to give opportunity, or I don't know what it is. So who knows? Yep. All right. Fair enough. Well, there's some there's some good names for you though. That is for sure. I, I love. I would love to see a coach in a keeper league that's a Travis Boke owner. I, I would just using him as the first name that you both kind of talked about him. I would love to see someone get aggressive and trade him out. I, I Mate, would you love that. could have bought Travis Boat for a half-eaten pie at the start of the season. He was a, you know, high 80s averaging forward that you you could have bought on him pretty decline, easy. Yeah. On the decline. Yeah. Who lost his captaincy, who was, if he didn't get the midfield rotations like he has, could have easily lost his spot in the team. Like... There was a lot of question marks around him at the start of the year. Obviously, a few key injuries at the start of the year helped sure. him. But the fact of the matter is we've seen, let's say, others dropped who were being best 22 for a long period of time. So so who knows? Slide indoors moment, really. It really could be. That is for sure. All right, let's uh, jump into some of the questions as we wrap up this episode that have come from the great Patreon supporters of the Coaches Panel. If you want to help support the Coaches Panel, you can do that. Not only because there's six weeks left of the year, but there is a heap of when we get through the finals uh, of uh, the AFL finals. We'll be dropping our review podcasts of every team. We'll also have uh, articles and trade analysis of every single trade that goes down in the AFL trade period 
and then when we start talking draft. So there's plenty of content all year round at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel. Before we wrap up the episode, let's answer some of their questions. And an AFL fantasy question, we'll throw it over to you, Rids, uh, from Louis Fryer. He's given a monster long question. So buckle your seatbelt in. Here he goes. He says, this is for him. Whitfield versus the the Pies and probably Maine will likely ta- could likely tag him after shutting down Hearn. Pies have been hard to score against, not really giving up any large scores. That is outside of McRae's big one a few weeks ago. And he feels like that maybe it's he's just a little bit fragile, Whitfield. So he'd love your thoughts on taking him on with a bona fide ton from a Max Gorn if you traded him out or a Mitch Duncan who has a great run home. Can... Can we take on Whitfield with other premiums over the next two to three weeks? Um, or, or, or is Whitfield still the, as close as you can have to a must-have defender? Well, 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 there's two thoughts, two trains of thought here. So is he the best defender on offer this year? Yes. Hmm. How much does he hurt over the last six weeks, though? I don't see him hurting as much except for those last two weeks. So there is potential to bring him in later in AFL Fantasy. So we also know he's made a paper. So, I mean, even on the weekend, he got a knock and he was off for a period of time and it slowed his scoring massively. So um, I would take him on, yeah, for sure, like 100%. And if you've traded out Max Gorn, then bring him back. But again, it all depends on Bruce as well. What's well, I don't know what's going on here. So it's in Melbourne's best interest to lose games of football from yeah, now on. It absolutely is. And to, in a very nice way, to experiment, not to throw games, but rather to go, look, we're not going to get anything out of this year except a good draft pick. Um, and a nice fixture round where you get into that bottom six group. So trial things that might be able to help you out in 2020, because 2019, uh, no one's going to be thumping the door down going, you finished third, you finished second. Like, have a crack, experiment. Don't throw games. But No one's going to care, yeah. MJ, if you use the other T word. So to tank from Terrible. here is in their best interest. <laughs> It absolutely it is. Like, the 100% lower they is. get, the better for them. Yep. The better draft Imagine pick. if they pick up one of the top two drafts. Oh, kids if they got a Rowell or an Anderson, in, in Anderson's probably the one right, for, for them rather than Rowell. They don't need another big inside midfielder, but Anderson well, for them would be another, awesome. Well, Goodwin might play him at back pocket if they get another big inside midfielder. Why not? He could be nuggety, put Neville Jetter up at centre-half forward. It would be awesome. Well, massive. Like Jordan Lewis continue his midfield rotations. And I mean, they might even be able to, like, elevate, say, get Bernie Vince back on the list and put him through the mid. That's what we want. Like, I mean, Goodwin's just lost the plot. Jeff White can help out. You can't tell me. Are they tanking now? Oh, I I don't think they would be saying that. They're not playing to their fullest potential, surely. Hey, look, we got no affiliation with Melbourne, do we? Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. And we're just random fools that just talk about fantasy. Sure. So why not throw that question out there? Why, if I had, if I was Simon Goodwin and Max Gorn had an ingrown toenail, okay, <laughs> I would cut it out and I'd put him in cotton wool for four weeks. Oh. Yeah, Wouldn't you? Yeah. 
Maybe there's a reason why we're not coaches, though. But that's all right. I, I like your thoughts uh, on the Whitfield dilemma. I really like that one. Uh, let's throw a question over you. It's specifically directed to you, Fox, oh, from Johnny Coombs. Super coach oh, question. Oh, dear, dear, dear. And he just says he wants to know your suggestions for someone to trade for Ryan Burton. Burton's now out for, you know, it's a hamstring, so you'd assume yeah. that's a traditional four weeks out uh, for Ryan Burton. He's been pretty good. And we suggest, that point. I think we suggest, or you I su- suggested him last week. <laughs> well, hang on, we. You collective. take ownership of your mouthpiece, mate. You said, and he was, a ripping option. 407,000 is where he finds himself at the moment. So he's lost you 9.5. So we get, we're get we going to have to go a little bit lower. We have to dig a So, like deeper. in reality, though, Fox. Mm. They Come shouldn't on, have listened to you. They should have listened to me five or six weeks and ago. Got and got all the good scores. Come on, Johnny mm. Coombs. Lift, scores. son. What are you doing, Johnny? Come on, mate. <laughs> I know Johnny's a great guy. Um, all right, mate. If 407 is your limit, in, in, uh, um, this is no prep for you, by the way. Which right. So you're, te- you're in one. Rid's territory now. Good luck to you. Can Who I get are you something going? out of the way at first? Yeah, I'll... sure, mate. I'll shut up. Earlier in the podcast, Rid said he had a season-ending in- injury. What was that? His, me? Yeah. His season he's, he's ended. He's toenail, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's gone maxi right. gone. Okay, I can continue. He's tanking. All right. Uh, gee, there's not a lot down there. I've got two options, but I'll run through a few alternatives. Okay. Um, What do you call two crows, a murder of crows? You could probably have... Which one would murder you most out of Brody Smith or Malira? Mil- well, Malira would definitely murder you, but Miller... <laughs> Uh, is spending a bit more time in the midfield as the Crows look to inject some speed. There are a couple of options around mm-hmm. that price, just a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all, all going to be a bit lower. Okay. Um, the St Kilda player, when he's playing well, he's called Savage. <laughs> when he's not. And when he's not, it's Savage. Yeah. Well, he could get dropped, according to Ritz, so just watch out. Yeah, I wouldn't go near him, Johnny. All right, Savage. Uh, the, two, the two that are, we talked earlier about, what helps GWS mm. um, with those injuries, and maybe a Perryman, he might just get a, a ne- an extra kick. <laughs> he might kick get one mark. kick. <laughs> he might get, oh, that helps. Okay. So he's uh, three hundred and sixty-five. Yeah, well, so we're, dro- a we're dropping why a bit. We are. We're <laughs> heading down to Tom Lynch territory value. Yep. If you could DPP Tom Lynch <laughs> <laughs> through Ryan Burton and yeah. somehow get Lynch in, which I don't think it's possible. Well, maybe you got be, Darcy Moore. That'd yeah. be the go. What about Ryan Gardner? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other one, uh, Hunter Clark. Maybe, maybe 0.5%. Okay. How about, can I throw one? Three, yes, please. Three, help, three, help Johnny out. <laughs> what about Alex Witherden? I love Alex Witherden. 350000 Nice run home. Yeah. Uh, got an 89 on the weekend. I even actually was up in a couple of centre bounces off, off, off the first look I'd I don't mind that. Are you going to take ownership of that? I'll take ownership yeah, yeah. of it. Right. No, no, I will. Okay, fine. W- would anyone go as... To Alex Witherden will bank you 50000 as well. There you go. Well, you could almost, you know, put... Would anyone trade in Grant Birchall at 200000 No. Back. We're getting lower. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just giving you options. I'm not, I'm not saying they're good ones. I'm not taking responsibility for Birchall. He got... Has he got Griffin low? Well, he might. We, we, we don't have or a sign Isaac in front of him. Quiner? He might. Yeah, no look, good. 
That's no good playing Logue, though. He's in the waffle. Yeah, that's right. He's just looking for someone to trade for Burton. I like the Witherden. I like... Who was your pick that you said uh, through there? Perry, Perryman's Perryman your block. Okay. Go, yeah. All right. Good luck to you, Johnny. Cates. Plenty of options there, Johnny. <laughs> what about Heath Shaw at 350? Yeah, I like Heater. Uh, Miller was the one you suggested. Yeah. I actually liked that one. Uh, don't mind that one. you back for the Crows. Yeah, yeah but that's... A, when did I ever let that get in the way? I don't own Tex. Okay. So it would never get in the way. That's all right. Uh, last question, because most of the questions are around two people. Is Toby Green the real deal? We've talked about Tobias. Uh, and then what the heck do you do with Stephen Canelio? That's how you say it, Fox. Just for next year when you've got to get it right when he's a Hawks uh, player. Uh, Big Mal Ids has he's got our uh, last question for the episode. I'll throw it over to you, Rids. He said, with trades low, so a dream team or super coach question, I'm guessing, and the uncertainty of bench cover, would there be more upside to picking a DPP option, even if it costs you 8 to 10 points a game, with a player? So his example he's given is instead of trading in a Trelaw for Canelio, is it to, better to get a DPP such as a Michael Walters? Um, yeah. So, so the the squad depth to you is more important than the on-field points potential. Uh look, I mean, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Sure. So, I like to bag points, me personally, but I also like to have flexibility late. So I'd like to have those DPP options to swing people forward and back. And it depends, like, does he have a Dylan Clark? Does he have a Jackson Hadley? Does he have maybe a Hind or a Bewley sitting in the midfield as well? Where if there is an out in the forwards, you can swing, you know? Mm. So without seeing the team... I would say yes with six weeks to go. I think flexibility goes over the top now. So with only six weeks to go, flexibility like overwrites the on-field points to a degree because like, it only takes one out to be 100 points lost. Yeah, and look, because he's talking about the number of trades that he has too, that clearly makes it a dream team or super coach well, question, which also means the, the rolling lockout does come into effect as a, an avenue to consider. Yeah, but the other thing is everyone's low on trades. Yeah. So um, it's only the guys and girls that have played the long game that wouldn't be. So, you know, everyone should have, what is there, six weeks to go? Yep. So. Those look at an overall ranking. I'd be very surprised if you have any more than two to four trades left in the limited format. Mm -hmm. If you've got any more than that, happy days. You know, you've done well. But I'd, I'd be very surprised if you've got any more than that. Um, if you're looking at leagues, potentially you'll have, I'd say, four to six trades. Mm -hmm. And if you've got so any more everyone, than that... Well, if Good you've got any more than that, you're playing it wrong. Oh, really. There you go. Well, yeah, you are. Like, I yeah, mean, I think you do. Like, if you're playing overall and you've got more than, Six. say, three trades left, yeah. okay, and you're sitting at 3,000th rank, you're playing the game wrong. Yeah. You want to. You should have been banking points earlier yeah, than what five weeks now. ago. Yeah. If you're in contention or if you were in contention and you have conserved trades, and that means you're now out of contention. You're playing it wrong. Mm. 
You need to try and capitalise. We all have, we've been playing this for how long, guys? Oh, like a long time. 15, 20, 25 years across all of us. Like the fact of the matter is, we don't know whether you're going to have a good year or a bad year year to year, correct? So, so much influence has happened. When you're having a good year, you've got to capitalise on it. So, Absolutely. And you've got to throw all caution in the wind and have a real crack, you know? So, yeah, so Mao's perspective, it really depends who his bench cover is on both of the lines. It's no good having a DPP option if you don't have a decent DPP bench swinger flip you know, in the forward line. Yeah, no, fair enough. Sorry. Is, is Walters a preferred DPP? Well, I think he's... Well, it's just the or name he just, used as illustration. Oh, that's an example. Yeah, okay. I, I, maybe that's the one he's considering, but it's just the example of a yeah. bloke that's a little bit cheaper, but yeah. has an arguable comparable ceiling, but can be utilised to flip across positions. Well, if you were going to choose between Walters and Trelaw, Trelaw wins every day. Of course he does, in a pure points-for-points points battle, yeah. And potentially it could be anywhere up to 30 to 40 points a week. Yes. Like, because Walters floor is very low at times so and on top of that he's also got suspension history and so he's an angry little man so <laughs> i probably would still go to law over a walters sure but if it was a discussion point around say isaac heaney then it's different then i see it as a much closer discussion all right they're both similar priced i think aren't they? heaney and any more, well, probably got, probably it depends got on the format he plays. Would depend yeah. on the variables through there. But I wouldn't go near Walters. Either, you're not touching. You're not touching Sunny. Touch him with your team. Oh, jeez. There you go. Get accused of being a crow supporter and now being wished Michael Walters upon me. Um, all right, thank you. Maybe on that one, we'll uh, call this one a day. Thank you, Fox. As always, a pleasure, mate. Uh, any visions? Uh, we keep getting no. asked. Any visions this no, week? Nothing. No, no, no. All right, when they happen, they happen. I'll let you know. All right, thank you, mate. You'll you'll wander in here with some swagger if you do. Uh, Rids, as always, a pleasure, mate. Yeah, sorry for rambling on so much, but it was my last episode, I reckon, for the year. So. Might as well get the money's worth. Yeah, exactly right. No, we appreciate all the work you've done in 2019, uh, but it looks like a couple of other things are happening in your world at the moment, which means that uh, recording on the pod might be a little bit more difficult from now till the end of the year. As always, mate, a pleasure. Thank you for your work. Easy. Have a good one, guys and girls, and best of luck in the finals. Couldn't say it any better myself. Enjoy your round. I hope your captain fires does much better than Cornelio. That's how you say it, Fox. And that everything goes your way. Enjoy your round of fantasy footy. And from all of us here at the Coaches Panel, we'll chat to you soon.